0: Welcome to Zikhodav Ram Golder, and Babakama, Daf the ninth parak, Gozel Eitzim. So the three are going to focus on number one. The Torah's parsha about Shomrim obligates swearing for modiba miksas, one who admits to part of a claim. B'chia by Yosef said, er parshios Kasuv a mixture of parshios is written here. He explains that the pusik ki this is it, meaning, this is all I owe you, the source text for swearing by modiba miksas, does not belong in the parsha of Shomer where it's written. Rather it's referring to one who denies a loan. Rob explained, Mifne Mahamratora modba mixes atani Yeshava. Why did the Torah say that one who admits to a part of a claim must swear about his denial? Khazaki panav Vifne Balkhovo It's because there's a presumption that a person is not so brazen as to deny his obligation to the face of his creditor. Rush explains because he lent him money. Thus completely denying a loan is believed without swearing. One who partially admits does so because he cannot fully deny. The reason he did not fully admit is to stall for time until he has the money to pay. Therefore, the Torah required him to swear so he admits completely. Regarding a Picadon which the Shomer can be so bold as to fully deny, as she explains, the Baal Picadon did not do the Shomer any favor, one must swear even for a full denial. Point number two, we just learned Rabbi Chibar Abba taught that the Torah required swearing about a Picadon even for a full denial. On the previous Dov, Rav Yochan disagreed and said that a Shomer chinam who falsely swears that the item was stolen from him, Enoch Ha'ev for B'mixas v'yodah is not liable to pay Kefal unless he denies part of the claim and admits to part of the claim, because the Pasuk says, Ki <speaking in Hebrew> this is it, regarding the Shomer chinam's false claim, which is where he pays Kefal. Similarly, Rami Bar-Chama said, Arba Shomrim bamixas. The four Shomrim of the Torah require partial denial and partial admission to become obligated to swear, but would not swear for a full denial. He also explains that the Pasik says ki huzeh, this is it, regarding a Shomer implying his obligation to swear is where he partially admits, because Rami Bar-Chama does not hold it's a mixture of partios. He explains how he derives the other Shomrim. And point to Mithri Rav Yosef says about shomer chinam who falsely swears the item was stolen, he's not liable to pay kefal, unless he misappropriated it, meaning he used it without permission before he swore. The Torah requires that chinam swears, that he did not lay his hand upon his fellow's property, which implies that the kefal penalty for swearing falsely, which follows, is where he did misappropriate the pikadum. Rabbi Chiyabar said that Rabbi Yochanan held his libel where the watched animal is standing by the trough, meaning where it was not used. Rabbi Zer asked him if Rabbi Yochanan holds he is only libel when he did not misappropriate the pikadon, but if he did, he becomes a gazlan and will not pay kefal for swearing falsely. Or does Rabbi Yochanan hold he pays kefal in both cases? The Rush writes that the end of the Gemara proves that Rabbi Yochanan obligates kefal in both cases. Rav says that if he misappropriates the pikadon, he does not pay kefal. So once again, the three points are number one. The Torah's Parsha about Shomrim obligates swearing from Moda Mixas one who admits to part of a claim. Bechiyah bar Yosef said, e'r A mixture of parshios is written here. He explains that the Pasuk, This is it, meaning, this is all I owe you, the source text for swearing by Moda Mixas does not belong in the Parsha of Shomrachinim where it's written. Rather, it's referring to one who denies a loan. Rabbi explained, Torah b'miksa satani yeshava. Why did the Torah say that one who admits to a part of a claim must swear about his denial? panav It's because there's a presumption that a person is not so brazen as to deny his obligation to the face of his creditor. Rashi explains because he lent him money. Thus completely denying a loan is believed without swearing. One who partially admits does so because he cannot fully deny the reason he did not fully admit is to stall for time until he has the money to pay. Therefore, the Torah required him to swear so he admits completely regarding a picadon which the shomer can be so bold as to fully deny. As which explains, the baal picadon did not do the shomer any favor. One must swear even for a full denial. Pointing to we just when Rabbi kibar Abba taught that the Torah required swearing about a picadon even for a full denial. On the previous day, Rabbi Yochan disagreed and said that a Shomer chinam who falsely swears that the item was stolen from him, Enochai v'achih for b'mixas v'yodah is not liable to pay kefal unless he denies part of the claim and admits to part of the claim, because the Pusik says, ki this is it, regarding the Shomer chinam's false claim, which is where he pays kefal. Similarly, Rami Bar-Chama said, Arba Shomrim, Tzirich, Kafir B'Mixus V'hudah B'Mixus." The four Shomrim of the Torah require partial denial and partial admission to become obligated to swear, but would not swear for a full denial. He also explains that the Pasuk says, Ki this is it, regarding a Shomer Chinim, implying his obligation to swear is where he partially admits, because Rami Bar-Chama does not hold, it's a mixture of partios. He explains how he derives the other Shomrim. And point to three, Yosef says about a Rechinim, who falsely swears the item was stolen. In Ochai V'ad Bo Yad, he's not liable to pay kefal unless he misappropriated it, meaning he used it without permission before he swore. The Torah requires that Rechinim swears, that he did not lay his hand upon his fellow's property, which implies that the kefal penalty for swearing falsely, which follows, is where he did misappropriate the pikatum. Rabbi Barabba said that Rabbi Yochanan held his libel where the watched animal is standing by the trough, meaning where it was not used. Rabbi Zer asked him if Rabbi Yochanan holds he is only libel when he did not misappropriate the pikadon, but if he did, he becomes a gozlan and will not pay kefal for swearing falsely. Or does Rabbi Yochanan hold he pays kefal in both cases? The Rush writes that the end of the Gemara proves that Rabbi Yochanan obligates kefal in both cases. Rav Shesha says that if he misappropriate the pikadon, he does not pay kefal. Alright, so now we go to our cementov kubzine, and her standard cement is couscous. Couscous is a staple food in North African cuisine. It's made from tiny granules of semolina flour. So couscous is the cement. So here goes. The couscous restaurant owner, who was modibum, makes us to his creditor, because he was not so brazen to deny the whole loan, to his face, overheard four shomrims seated at a table eating couscous say that they only swear when they are modem When a shomrim came forward to pay him keful after he falsely swore the couscous supplies he was watching were stolen when in fact he had used them to make his own couscous. Once again, so motion. The couscous restaurant owner couscous, that must be on tof, kufzayan. The couscous restaurant owner who was modem to his creditor because he was not so brazen to deny the whole loan to his face, which reminds us, Rub explained, Why do the Torah say that one who admits to a part of a claim must swear about his denial? It's because there's a presumption that a person is not so brazen as to deny his obligation to the face of his creditor, Rush explains, because he lent him money. Thus, completely denying a loan is believed without swearing. So the kuska's restaurant owner, who was motiba to his creditor because he was not so brazen to deny the whole loan to his face, overheard four shomerim seated at a table eating kuska say that they only swear when they are motiba Mixas, which reminds us where Bechibarabba taught that the Torah required swearing about a bikadon even for a full denial. Yo disagreed disagree and said that a Shomrachinim who falsely swears that the item was stolen from him, Enokhib for Bemixas bemixas, he's not liable to pay kafel unless he denies part of the claim and admits to part of the claim, because the Pasik says, this is it regarding the Shumrachinim's false claim, which is where he pays kafel. Similarly, Rami Chama said Arba Shomrim Sri Kafir Bamixas Vodab Mixas. The four Shomrim of the Torah require partial denial and partial admission to become obligated to swear, but would not swear for a full denial. So the Kuska's restaurant owner who was Modebat Mixas to his creditor, because he was not so brazen to deny the whole loan to his face, overheard four Shomrim seated at a table eating Kuskas say that they only swear when they are Modiba Mixas. When his Shomrim came forward to pay him Kefo after he falsely swore, the Kuska supplies he was watching were stolen. When in fact he had used them to make his own couscous, which reminds us, Rabbi, Rabbi Yosef says about a shomer chinam who falsely swears the item was stolen, o ad b'yad. he's not chayav to pay kaful unless he misappropriated, meaning he used it without permission before he swore. The Torah requires a shomer chinam swears shol that he did not lay his hand upon his fellow's property, which implies that the kaful penalty for swearing falsely, which falls, is where he did misappropriate the bikkudon. Rebbechir Barabbas said there would be Yochanan held, he's libel bel medes al where the watched animals standing by the trough, meaning where it was not used. So once again, the kuskas restaurant owner, who is modaba mixas to his creditor, because he was not so brazen to deny the whole loan to his face, overheard four shomrim seated at a table in kuskas say that they only swear when they are modaba mixas. When his shomrachinim came forward to pay him kefla after he falsely swore the kuskas supplies he was watching were stolen, when in fact he had used them to make his own kuskas. Alright, so now it's time for Four Blah blah, Hazar. Daf Kuf Gimel. So the Simran Daf Kuf Gimel is Kugel, and we use Yerushalmi Kugel. So here goes. The land seller enjoying his Yerushalmi Kugel. Yerushalmi Kugel? That must mean Daf Kuf Gimel. The land seller enjoying his Yerushalmi Kugel while refusing to write a second star for the buyer who falsely claimed that he bought the field on the Reichskulis' behalf, which reminds us if a buyer declared untruthfully that he bought a field on the Reichskulis' behalf to discourage potential protesters, we do not force the seller to sell it a second time, meaning he doesn't have to write him another document identifying him as a true owner. Although the buyer can argue that the seller understood that he only claimed to purchase for the Rishkalusa as a security measure and realized the buyer wanted a second star, the seller can respond that he thought the buyer arranged with the Reshkalusa to write a star for him. So the land seller, enjoying his Yerushalmi kugel, while refusing to write a second star for the buyer, who falsely claimed that he bought the field on the Reish behalf, packed up some kugel for the gazon on his way to Madai, to bring payment to the victim after he had sworn falsely, and only later confessed, which reminds us, the next mission states, Hagozo's is HaVero Shavah Pruta, one who robs from his fellow the value of a pruta, a nishpura, and then he swears falsely to him, denying the robbery, but later confesses and is chav to pay the principal, and an additional fifth, and bring a Karban Yolichenu Akara Fiula he must bring the payment after him even to Madai. He cannot give it to the victim's son nor to his own Shaliach, but he may give it to Shalich Basin, which is a takana enacted to encourage his repentance. So the land-seller enjoying his Yerushalmi kugel while refusing to write a second star, for the buyer who falsely claimed that he bought a field on the Reshgalusa's behalf, packed up some kugel for the Goslin on his way to the Madai to bring payment to the victim after he had sworn falsely, and only later confessed and served kugel to the five people waiting to be paid by the thief who stole from one of them but did not remember who, which reminds us it was in the Mishnah. Gazla Echod one who robbed one of five people, de De'ezman, but he doesn't know which one of them it was, and each of them claims it was he. Rabbi Tarfan says, He places the robbed item between them and removes himself. Rabbi Kiva says, This is not the derrick to remove him from Havera. He has not fulfilled his obligation until he pays the robbed item's value to every one of them f Kuft so Daf Kuftlid is a code, so here goes the codebreaker who successfully deciphered that a debtor should pay his debt to the creditor Sheliech, who was a w ein appointed with a name which reminds us of the more disgustes a which the creditor appointed with aid to collect his debt. Rabchissa says havi shaliach, he's a legal shalok, and the debtor is absolved of his debt after giving him the money, even if it never reaches his creditor. Rabbah says he's not a legal shaliach, since the creditor never instructed the debtor to give him the money. So the co-breaker who successfully deciphered that a debtor should pay his debt to the creditor Shaliach, who was AWIN, appointed with name, but that a Shomer should not send money back for the depositor with someone who only has a symbol proving he's the owner of Shaliach, which reminds us Rabina quoted Shmuel Ain Mishal, a shomer should not send money back for the depositor with someone who only has a symbol proving he's the owner of sheliach. Even if Adim are signed on the symbol as authentic because this symbol does not prove he was appointed a sheliach to retrieve it. Yochan said that if Adim are signed on it, he is established as a Shaliach, and one may send the money with him. So the codebreaker who successfully deciphered that a debtor should pay his debt to the creditor Shaliach, who was A.W. Ayan, appointed with Adim, but that a Shomer should not send money back for the deposit with someone who only has a symbol proving he's the owner shliach, was overjoyed when he figured out the code Chomish equals Mamun means that if a Goslin died after only paying the victim, the principal is heirs. Must pay the Khomosh, which reminds us, the Mishnah taught that if a Ghazan repaid the stolen principal but not the additional fifth, he does not need to bring it to the victim. The Gabor infers that it is still owed. Almost Khomosh We see that the additional fifth payment is a monetary obligation to the victim, and not just for atonement. And if the Ghazan would die, his heirs would still owe it. Kuf, hey, so the hey, is a Russian hacker. So here goes. The Russian who hacked, a Russian who hacked, a Russian hacker? That must be more deaf. Kuf hey. The Russian who hacked into the thief's computer and discovered that he had stolen three bundles worth three prutos, which decreased in value to two prutos, and had only returned two of them, which reminds us, Robert if someone stole three bundles worth three prutos, and they decreased to a total value of two prutos, and he returned two of them, he must still return the other one despite being worth less than a pruta, since it had a pruta's value when it was stolen. So the Russian who hacked into the thief's computer and discovered that he had stolen three bundles worth three Prutos, which decreased in value to two Prutos, and had only returned two of them, and found a picture of the thief swearing falsely about having stolen Khametz after it became... Asr bahana, which reminds us, Rava asked, Nishba Lav Mao, if once were falsely about having stolen Chametz, which had become Asubahana, what is the Lach? Do we say, since if it would be stolen from him, he would have to pay its original value, and therefore it's considered denying a monetary liability? Or do we say that since the Chametz is here and can be returned in its worthless form, it is not a monetary denial? So, the Russian who hacked into the thief's computer and discovered that he had stolen three bundles, or three Prutos, which decreased in value to two Prutos, and had only returned Two of them, and found a picture of the thief swearing falsely about having stolen Khamatz after it became Asibahana, realized by hacking into a security camera that the reason he swore falsely to deny picadon was to stall for time and retrieve it from a swamp. Which reminds us Rav Shesha said a cofubi Bikadon, one who falsely denies having a deposit in his possession, not so love he's become a Gazan through his denial even without swearing, and he's a for unavoidable mishaps which befall it. Rami Barakhamah challenged him from a mission which lists someone who swore falsely to deny pikadun as someone who is chashur al-shvu, a suspect in regard to oaths. According to Rav he he's considered a Gazan who's disqualified from swearing through his mere denial even without swearing. The more answers that the mission's cases where the pikadun was in a swamp and his denial was not to steal it but to stall for time until he retrieves it. When he denies a pikadun in his possession, he is immediately considered a guzzlin. Duff Kufvav. So the sim Duff Kufvav is a tightrope walker walking a fine line. A Cov. So here goes. The tightrope walker. Tightrope walker. That must mean Duff Kufvav. Cov Line. Walking a fine line. The tightrope walker who told Tua Aitim, standing on the platform that it was too late to testify against him since he already swore in denial to a claim im-based, and which reminds us, Ravuna said in Rav's name, if one says to his fellow, mana libi a man of mine is in your possession, and the defendant denies it and swears, and afterwards, aiding testify against him, he's pater from paying, because the pasik says, vlachath bala, will ye and its owner shall accept it, and he shall not pay, which teaches, kaven shakibu habam shuv, mamun. Once the owner has accepted a shvua, the defendant no longer pays money. So the tightrope walker who told to him standing on the platform that it was too late to testify against him since he already sworn to denial to a claimant Basin walked high above where a thief below who shacked a stolen animal after Basin had told him to pay the victim was told he was putter from Dalad Vahe, which reminds us, where a thief stood for judgment and was found guilty and was told to pay, shakting afterwards would not obligate Dalad Vahe. So the tightrope walker who told two aid him standing on the platform that it was too late to testify against him, since he already sworn denial to a claim. In Bayston walked high above where a thief below who shacked a stolen animal after Bayston had told him to pay the victim was told he was putter from doll of the Hay, and saw Shomer refuse to take an oath when his little son claimed he had given the Shomer his little balancing beam. To watch, which reminds us of Bright Sidarshan's the Pusik, Kiten Ish, if a man shall give someone a Picadun teaching, Ainasinus Katan Klum, a minor's giving of a pikadon is nothing, meaning a Shomer would not swear about such a picadon nor pay kayful for tolan tinas ganav. Alright, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of ten questions. Number one Which stuff do we learn a garment which was dyed with Kleepe Orla should be set afire, proving chazusa Milsi appearance is considered a significant matter. That's on dov Kufal. Good number two. Which stuff? Whether a shaliach for a creditor that was appointed with ADIM is considered a legal That's on Duff. Kufdal. Good number three. Which stuff they learn about Amorim who hold that the laws of Shomrim require Hodab and Mixas? That's on Duff. Good number four. Which stuff they learn about wood does not have Kadusha Shvis since its benefit and consumption do not coincide? Like food. That's on Duff. Good number five. Which stuff we run the reason why one who is Motoba Mixas must take a Shavuot? That's on duff. Good number six. Which stuff do we want? a thief who shekhs a stolen animal after being found guilty and based in is putter from Dalg the That's on duff. Good number seven. Which stuff do we discuss what the din is when one swears he did not steal Chametz, which is now worthless? That's on duff. Kuf Good number eight. Which that the one, according to Rabbi Chihabar Yosef, Ashomar Chinam, who was told in Tainaz Ganav, is not chive to pay keifel, unless there was shlichus yad. That's on daf. Kuf Good number nine. Which daf to makos? What is done if a ghazlan robs someone from a group of five and can't remember who he robbed? That's on daf. Kuf Good number ten. Wish that the one that rub holds that one who swears falsely to deny a claim and then is disproven by adim is exempt from paying. That's on daf. Excellent. That was the day sheer. This is Rebellion Rumgoldhart from Ziku wishing you a great day and great learning.